0: Thanks for listening everyone. Enjoy the show.
1: Nerd, he's a nerd. To the nerd show. Nerd podcast radio. we all nerds, We're all nerds. Up,
0: cause here
2: we go.
1: Radio.
0: Welcome everybody to the nerd podcast. Studio. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerd Podcast Radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by David Thiem.
1: Uh, insert witty opening here
0: (laughs) and Cursey Smurf doesn't feel very well. Erica, Erica will be talking minimally today. Um, we have all talked before the show about our general health issues. Not all sick, but Erica's sick. um, David, David doesn't feel great. I don't feel good. So it may be a short one today. (laughs) <laughs> it it has been one hell of a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm just I I'm just so hot and I can't cool off. I feel better after I turn that fan on though. Mm. So yeah, um there's a fan. Um I before we I even talk about topic I wanted to talk about. So we had weird like spa- time space phenomena Did you ever
1: figure out what that purple button was when it was blinking? I
0: I have no idea. All I know is um, I thought the episode scheduled and posted, and it did not, and was almost a week late. (laughs) So I guess they'll be closer together this time.
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, don't go through trying to make edits on the future anymore
1: either. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but for some reason, that button on my console that was magenta,
0: it's green now. Are you saying I should make edits in the past from now on? Yeah. Yes, Brian,
2: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm not what I sound like.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. That was past Brian editing this episode. (laughs) Mm. I think I killed David. (laughs) David,
2: don't die. I can't do this.
1: No promises.
0: (laughs) So today we were talking about a topic before the episode and we, um, We haven't, we thought we talked about tabletop role-playing games so often that we um, haven't talked about in a long time, but I looked at the past episodes and it's been nine months since we've done a tabletop role-playing game episode. Our last tabletop role-playing game episode, I mean, I'm sure they've come up in What's Nerdy With You and in Random Topic episodes a little bit, but our last formal episode was the OGL um, controversy when we had DM Sarah on. but you know, today we can talk about. So you know, what you what you're saying then is, yeah. in, in Mel
1: Brooksian fashion, it's about time that we had one. Yeah, but first, <laughs> uh, but first, we're gonna play everyone's favorite game, "What's Nerdy with You," where we talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple of weeks, and then we vote using Pat Mike Byler's patented widget system.
0: Almost, you almost said yeah, it. It, was it wasn't very perfect. Close. I I I don't really understand do we have a script for it no because i mean did we just have to match erica because erica said it so often that she's set the standard of what it's supposed to be yeah if there's anything erica That's wrote I the see. script for that so precisely like one of the brian's in time and space edit the episode and insert the recording of erica saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah well i went first last time so brian you go first this time what's nerdy uh, with you
0: what's nerdy with me um i have um two things um the the first thing was um my character in our role-playing game went um level nine Um, we're playing pathfinder second edition and the nerdy thing is our GM asked us to write backstories. They didn't have to be long, but they had to follow certain criteria. You had to give some names from your backstory that he could use. And the last game has been mostly my character's backstory. And it's really cool. Um, I look forward to seeing more stuff like that. But... um a lot of it has been mine and I don't feel like I'm spotlighting. It just feels like it's my time and it's going to resolve and then someone else will have theirs. I mean, we already had a couple little hints come up of other backstory stuff for other characters.
1: You'd wish you'd use better names than, than, uh uh, 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 ah, damn, I had something and it would disappear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, um, I, I made a whole backstory about an ex-lover who was an android um named Signal Signal 7 and there was this whole like betrayal involving a cult thing and it's been fun I mean it's been like real emotional like immersive role playing and I like it yeah so Jay good GMing I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more because um our paladin, who's a changeling, just restarted receiving evidence of receiving the call. Interesting. And the way the GM described the call. So people who don't play Pathfinder, a changeling is the um the child of a hag. And they're mostly human, but if they they when they get to a certain age, they feel the call from their mother, and they can become a hag if they follow the call. And a paladin is a holy warrior, and it's kind of interesting that the call is happening now. But the way it manifested is, we have a occasional NPC who's very spiritually sensitive, and when we showed up one day, she was like, what is that horrible smell? <laughs> and it was the smell of the call. <laughs>
2: Oh that's
0: funny. Yeah, it was it, it, it was really good and subtle. Um my the the twist with my backstory is when we finally encountered the android, he didn't remember me because I guess he got caught doing the culty thing that he was doing and um a bunch of wizards tried to reprogram him and mm-hmm. he when we found him, he claimed not to know me, but um our um gunslinger snuck into his place and found sketches of me so we were like oh he know, he's lying but it turns out he didn't remember who he what who i was he was just remembering the face and right and drawing it oh and wow okay. i came at him really aggressively and he's like why are you so evil <laughs> who are you and i'm like oh i was the one who hated you <laughs>
1: wow yeah, that, yeah that's very chamolinian of you yeah as twists go
0: yeah I I I we ended our last game with me saying something like I don't care if you don't remember I still fucking hate you <laughs> wow I say wow. I poisoned him with weaver and ve- venom and was able to keep him alive it what was so funny dick because we used the I used the poison on him and half the party was like but he's an Android and I'm like they're biomechanical. <laughs> that's crazy yeah um and then second thing heather got me this shirt
1: i saw that earlier i love it <laughs> <laughs> roll for concentration for those that aren't on our patreon at yeah, patreon.com slash nerd radio yeah. uh you uh, brian is wearing a t-shirt that says adhdnd roll for concentration
0: and it's got a picture of like a chip monkey guy with a sword and magic and a yeah. die. it's hysterical well,
2: heather to send me that link because amelia needs one
0: <laughs> yeah. that's great um erica what about you
2: oh well it's been a very busy week um work stuff has been crazy because we're launching a brand new product that is literally going to change the entire industry that i work in and it's go time so my nerdy thing was i had to create form handler and campaigns that's a marketing thing um for egg every single segment of an entire business so imagine i don't know brian imagine like hilton right when we worked at hilton the person doing the marketing had to create a marketing campaign link and all the back-end data with the utms and everything for every hilton hotel in the world that's what i did this week and it was exhausting but i did it and it was perfection and it's done so that was really nerdy for me I know it's work stuff, but it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of finagling to make it happen. And then the other thing is since I've been sick, I decided to rewatch all of the American horror stories. So I'm done. How's that working out for you? I'm done. I'm caught up. Mm. It was a lot. I love them. I forgot how much I love them. There are some that I hate. There were some I hadn't seen, like I I never got, well, okay, I still haven't watched Cult. I'm going to get to that one. But I skipped Cult and I watched Apocalypse in 1984, I think it's 1984, and then NYC and something about two two things, and then the latest one, Delicate. So I'm basically
0: caught up. I didn't think you would ever watch Cult.
2: Uh, I almost think that, so when it came out, it was a little on the nose and I was having a lot of emotional trauma. I think I'm past it far enough now that I might be able to watch it without wanting to throw something at the TV. Is
1: okay. this where you secretly reveal that you've been in a cult this whole time?
2: No.
0: Okay. Oh no, it, it's a clown season. Yeah yeah it's ah. it's it's like people dressing up as clowns to prey on someone who has colorophobia.
1: wow that sounds mm. fucking awful
0: yeah it no thug. that's yeah, why i thought that might be a sk- it yeah too, it's but, also yeah. the the main bad guys are like um they're doing what they're doing because trump got elected Jesus it's not Christ. metaphor that's what it's about <laughs> wow
2: yeah, so okay. there's a lot about that season that is not generally my cup of tea, but I'm a completionist, so yeah, I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and watch it. But surprisingly, I really enjoyed Apocalypse. I did not, um I watched the first two episodes of it when it came out, and I was like, this is really fucking boring, and then I stopped watching it. But it got a lot better later, so now I'm glad I pushed through.
0: I did I did exactly that. I haven't finished it because I got bored. Maybe that. Maybe I should get that another shot.
2: Apocalypse? No, it, it turns out really good. It yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I did a lot,
0: yeah. I want to watch that retro one, the... They, the um, 1984?
2: 1984. That one was very good. Yeah. I watched that when it came out. It was very, very good. I
0: don't Thanks think I've David. watched a full season since Cult. Mm. But I think I watched all the ones before that in Cult.
2: I'll tell you what, NYC was extremely good. Extremely good. Was so. the
0: one where they go to the haunted house and it's like found footage was that after colt because i watched that one
2: that was roanoke that was before colt
0: oh okay i liked that one
2: yeah that one was good. I think you like NYC a lot. The last two episodes are going to make you cry. Just be ready for it.
0: NYC. That's it. Okay.
2: Yeah. The acting in that, the storyline's good. It's a solid, solid storyline, but the acting in that is Steph's kiss. What's the
0: main theme? Like, like, they always have some kind of main theme. What's the main theme?
2: The main theme is that the uh, gay men of New York City in the early 80s are being murdered.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, OK, so it's like I don't a, want to
2: spoil it,
0: but it's like a son of Sam type of thing, like hysteria and fear and serial killer mm-hmm. and anxiety. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the acting in it's great. Zachary Quinto's in it. The guy from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I always forget his name. He always wa- he worked in the White House, too, for Obama. OK. Paul Penn. Yeah. Yeah. His name.
0: Yeah, Kelpan.
2: He's in it. And like the two main gay guy couples are, are new actors in it too. I don't know their names, but they were, I'm telling you, the acting is what makes that that season like the story is good it's a solid story it's a very whodunit and all twisty just like you know american horror story always is but the acting in it like watching it was like watching jessica lang again i mean she's not in it but like all all of those actors like brought their like a game in a way that i can't describe cool so yeah it was very good so that was my nerdy thing i watched all the american horror stories except cult I'll get there, and built an entire marketing network system for a very large company in the span
0: of a week. Shifting units, making bank. <laughs> what you got, yeah. David?
1: Well, um uh, minority thing actually hasn't happened yet. It's happening on Sunday. Uh, I am going with a friend you of mine then. from my D&D group <laughs> to go watch Spamalot. It had to be organized. Yeah. We've been planning. I mm. we, we got the tickets for this like two months ago. So.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair enough.
0: All right. And bro. I'm sure there's a lot. Every time you talk about it, there's Monty Python references so it's very nerdy. Absolutely. So like I said, I we're, mean, gonna
1: go, we're gonna go see Spamalot. It's gonna be amazing.
0: We talked about it before the show and there were Monty Python re- references. <laughs> indeed, indeed there were.
2: Oh, you wanna hear something funny? Yeah, there was probably yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I was walking door to door with Rowan because she's selling stuff for school and I just started walking silly for no reason. <laughs> and she goes, mom, what are you doing? I was so confused. And I was like, we're doing silly walk. And she was like, okay. And she did it for probably a full, like, 30 seconds. She is okay, I'm done with this now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Ministry of Silly Walks.
2: I'm hoping one day she understands the reference.
0: Show it to her. Yeah, she will. Okay. No, she's I, too young. I was telling David before the show that I'm very jealous because I actually gave up my chance to see Spamaline when i i saw stomp instead yeah, you
1: went and saw guys playing mm. with brooms and dustpans
0: and then the other time that i went it was very good though the other time i went to new york to the theater i saw um the million dollar quartet instead of spam it was a really good show mm-hmm. well i saw spam a lot the Sam-a-lot. first
1: time here uh when it was playing at the cal state long beach performing arts center i forget the name of the theater but it was there i saw it with a friend of mine who sadly since then has passed but he used to be the fine arts oh. fine art critic for the press telegram oh neat so i got to go to a bunch of shows with him i saw i saw miss saigon with him i saw dial in for murder i saw like i went to seven or eight different shows with him. it was great
2: i used to volunteer at the local theater as an usher just so i could watch all of the plays for free it's a good side hustle.
1: Mm. It's like doing security at concerts. You make any money,
2: but you get to do stuff. So.
1: It's like doing a security at concerts. A free concert.
2: David, I'm not tall enough or big enough to do security
1: at concerts.
2: People you'd are going to two little woman and be like,
1: uh. Yeah, but you make, up, you make up for it in ferocity.
0: All you have <laughs> to do is write a shit ton of letters asking for press pants passes or on a podcast. If you take oh, the time true. to write the letters, you will get tickets to things. Good to know.
2: It's good, true. That's
0: true. I, and before the pandemic I was doing that a lot with cons, but I just haven't gotten back into that. And the few cons I've been to were like gifted tickets. Nice. I haven't been to a con by myself since last year. I went to um the oddities convention. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm I have a bit of an issue with um, taxidermy. It was hard for me.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> fun, I can though. imagine.
0: So we ha- will each have four widgets. I go- get to go first. Yep. So um, Erica and David, this doesn't feel like an even split day. Okay. This feels like David gets three. Hey, and- something I haven't even done yet. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> it's bullshit. Um. Well, you think that's bullshit. I'm giving the fourth one to myself. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think what we've been too to nice to, to each other. Erica, you're up.
2: <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm giving all four to me. <laughs>
1: All right, then uh, for my four, I'm going to give Brian three and myself one real tie. (laughs) Yay!
0: I don't think that's ever happened before.
2: I was going to give them to Brian until he was like... (laughs) I gave the last one to me. I was going to give them all to Brian, but, you know, then he was a dick.
0: (laughs) I blame the heat. Oh, uh, it's not I I'm, I might have to take your advice and get some ice cubes but for now I think I'm okay. It's bad. Or uh, just a uh, nice cool uh my, yeah adult? or a bag of peas or something. It's only 64 degrees outside so it can't be that hot in here. I it's do not have it's sick. not the temperature it's you i do have the ability to check my thermostat i'm not gonna lie though your
1: forehead looks white the rest of you is red yeah so i'm, I'm having a
0: niacin flush
2: go get go get some ice man
0: i'm i'm or checking that uh, i'm checking the thermostat you nerd that
2: doesn't, it doesn't matter what the thermostat says you're hot
0: regardless It's 73 in hot. the house right now i'm sitting at 80 in my bedroom you want a cookie <laughs> okay i will mute and walk off you guys you guys continue without me i'm gonna go get something to cool off i'll be right back
1: oh man right.
2: uh, yes today we are talking about tabletop games
1: Yes, role-playing games and all the funness that comes with them. As most of our uh, frequent listeners will know, uh, we are huge tabletop role-playing nerds, among other things. And we're all heavily invested in role-playing games and have been playing them for years.
2: Yeah, that that is very true. I'm very excited that Lee has taken an interest. She's in her a D and d group.
1: That is so cool. Actually,
2: I think it's a tabletop group really at school because they played D and D fifth edition mm-hmm. last year, and then this year they're playing Pathfinder.
1: Nice, probably.
0: Yeah. Is it an actual it's
1: like good. club club at the school, or is yeah, it just her and a group it's of a friends? Club at school. Okay, at it sounds like whatever teacher is sponsoring them is being a good influence.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the coolest thing is uh. Recently, not only Lee getting into it and being a part of a club, but um my nephew um who just graduated high school and is in college really likes playing too mm. and it was kind of funny because he just played with a few friends at school and he he always seemed like an outcast to the rest of his family down in Mississippi like they didn't really get it mm-hmm. and then he met us and he's like oh my god this feels like home you can't my, get me my people. <laughs> yeah, my people I figured out where I get my weirdness from
1: so. it makes sense now
2: It all makes sense. So it's really cool that he wants to play with us. So we play with him uh, via Zoom every other Saturday, which is really neat. But what's even more impressive about all of that is because his son has taken an interest. My brother is now playing D&D. Nice. And he used to tease me mercilessly about being such a nerd and now not only do i have him playing D D with us and he's really enjoying it um but i also convinced him to buy boulders gate three and now he's really enjoying that <laughs> nice
1: that's that's awesome <laughs> oh so,
2: it's re- it's really fun that i've you know corrupted my brother to the nerdy side because he's always like no nah, i'm too cool for that
1: yeah no, I get that, and I am the pretty much the only one in my family besides my uncle who's ever really into it. Sadly, with his medical issues, he can't play stuff anymore. But okay. yeah,
2: well, I think it's fun that my brother, who's like, he's all about like, there's like a certain machismo about my brother Dustin, and he's like every day he goes and lifts weights in the in the oh. Shed.
1: He's one of
2: those. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like into bodybuilding and like right. all that sort of stuff. And so now I So he's got him he's playing he's what
1: D&D. video gamers would colloquially call a Chad, gotcha.
2: Almost, not quite.
1: Okay. Not
2: quite. But uh but now I've got him playing D D and Baldur's Gate, and it's and he's loving both of them, and it's kind of adorable because he like comes to me and he goes, Hey, I can't beat this person in the game. Like they keep putting a whole person on me. How do you get around that?
0: Really <laughs> that's great. So,
2: but, yeah. Okay. That's, that's really I I feel fun. better.
0: I, I doused myself with ice cubes and opened the window. Yeah, I was going you, like you, you look like you dunked your head in something. I'm yeah. glad you, uh, I hope you feel better. It was funny. I held the ice cubes on my head for a bit and then I, I threw them in the yard and my dog rushed them and ate the ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just shows you how hot it is.
0: Well, we've actually it's been like, in the
1: middle of a really nasty heat wave. So it's starting to. St- cool off now, but the last few days have been kinda of rough.
0: <laughs> it's like sixty-five outside and seventy-four in the house. Yeah. Mm. Uh but LA
1: yeah. L- LA was hitting upper nineties the last couple of days, so it's been it the temperature's been a little a little strange out here. We got hit with a weird high pressure system. You know, summer in October.
0: <laughs> I I heard. I heard. I heard Hemet was over a hundred too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the day I went out there for uh Stolis's uh baby shower was how was uh, that by the way? It was fun. It was fun. Oh. It was nice to meet a bunch of people I've only heard spoken of by name, and to uh, put some faces to other names that I've met before. You're
0: you're our you're our official close to each other people, so you, you get to yeah. you get to see each other. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's what I forgot I to can... mention. Um, oh, sorry, Erica. sorry. Uh, I also uh, got in touch further with uh, uh, Dragpool's husband.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, you, you were going to mention it when I brought up Dragpool because I was going over the episodes before the show.
1: Yes, I, I, I got in touch with him, and they want to come back. Cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the, um, of course say, they David, would be I there. I can't
2: wait to meet you in person. <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's
0: going to be fun. I you
2: know. It's going to have to happen soon. I've never had a best friend that I'd never met
0: before. <laughs> Right. (laughs) I think you know we could all go somewhere someday. 10th anniversary of the show.
1: There we go. (laughs) It's
0: not a bad idea.
2: I like that. Can we meet somewhere in the middle?
0: Yes. Yes, we can. Like a podcasting. convention in texas or something yeah that'd be cool or not oh. texas <laughs> someplace in the middle that's not texas
1: i mean TwitchCon's in vegas this weekend
0: <laughs> i know i know um a lot of my favorite youtubers are there right now mm-hmm. um minecraft related they're doing mcc twitch rivals in vegas so it's like a lot of these people who play with each other all the time are getting to see each other in person for the first time in a very long time yeah it's really cool it i i heard i I watched a couple of twitch streams today and they were talking about um it's so weird playing on (laughs)
1: land it would be a change if you're not used to it yeah that's funny i you
2: know i told somebody that um uh, i was at work the other day we were talking about video games and consoles and stuff i was like yeah everybody in my house has a playstation we all play games together and they were like what i was like yeah we have like four playstations and we all get on and we play games together and they're like that's so cool that your whole family does that. i was like well there was a time where we used to all spit and play PC like
1: reminds me like, of the days uh back in anime club when I'd host land parties.
2: Yeah, yeah. We used to when I uh lived at my dad's house, it was me, my dad, uh Matt, Jonathan, my sister Rachel and her uh husband at the time, or boyfriend at the time, I can't remember, and then uh Jesse and everybody would come over and bring their PCs and we'd all do like wow raids together in the oh, house. Oh
1: nice. We'd nice. Be yelling at
2: each other, like from across the room, especially at Jonathan, who was our paladin healer, and In- he would fuck up, and we'd scream at him. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny! In the early two thousands, I had the straps for my tower, nice. and would, and you know, you put you you pick it up like by the handle, and you take it over to someone's house, and mm-hmm. we played. Um, but I didn't do a lot of that. The only game I really remember having fun playing a lot was Alien vs Predator, the first one.
1: That was a fun game. It was a really yeah. fun game to play on land. That was a fun one, yeah. Especially when you're in the same room and can all yell at each other. <laughs> and yeah. we would
0: we would take the person who was playing the Predator and put them on the other side of the house so you wouldn't hear them. Oh, okay. And everybody, we wouldn't be in the same room together, but we would be close enough that we would hear each other scream and increase the tension of the game.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> see. Uh, back during Anime Club when I'd host the LAN parties, I have a pool table, and we'd cover the pool table, and a buddy of mine would bring his 16-port switch, and we would all just create a small LAN of the six or eight people who would bring their computers, and we'd all just have them circled around that uh, pool table and be playing games all night. It was great.
0: We We mostly played with one person played Predator, and everybody played Marines. We did play one person played an alien and everybody played Marines, but everybody agreed that the alien was too hard to play because mm-hmm. you moved really fast. You had this weird 360 degree vision or mm-hmm. 180 degree vision. And you had this weird like chroma night vision. And then as the predator, you had that like UV vision, but you could turn it off.
1: Yeah. I actually think it's thermal, not UV, but yeah.
0: Yeah. The thermal vision, but you could turn it off. Like you could switch to different spectrums with the, with the predator. And that, game. yeah, it's a cool game. And the only thing the Predator couldn't see was an alien. You could see its blood, though. Yeah, yeah. The um, I missed that game. That was a really fun game, to be able to just be a whole bunch of people, one person playing the monster and everyone else playing a marine. See, what we
1: did, Um, the, the big game that we played one year was uh, Jedi Academy 2. Because it had a multiplayer that was just deathmatch, and you could pick from a bunch of different Jedi's or a bunch of non-Jedi characters. And I discovered the secret. I discovered the secret, and I dominated for a while. You guys picked- want
0: to? You guys want to scrap the tabletop RPG idea and just switch to video games? Because we're already doing it. We talked about it, and then we were like tabletop RPGs, yeah. And now we're a video game. We must have all wanted to talk about it. Four K, no los dos. Sure, yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> Translate for those who have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, why not both? Yes.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Jedi Academy 2, I discovered the secret. Uh, a soldier running around with a heavy repeating blaster will kill Jedi every time. Dodge this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the last Star Wars game I played, what's that Star Wars game There, it's like big battles and you're one soldier in the battle? Oh, Battlefront? Battlefront. The last Battle Battle Wars Wars game Battlefront game I Battlefront played II, was the, the new first. The first Battlefront. That was Back the last from the, Wars
1: game I the like the twenty. The 2012 version, the 2014 version, or the new one that came out a couple years ago.
0: No, whatever the first Battlefront was, like PlayStation Two or something. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, back in the day, I got you. That was a great game. That was the game; was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, the um, I just remember that if a Jedi showed up and you were playing Empire, you stayed away from that Jedi. (laughs) Or if you were playing Rebels and Darth Vader showed up, you. Did you run the him. fuck away? Because <laughs> he's going
1: to murder you. That's that's what he does. He breathes. He breathes through his blender on his chest. He uh, looks menacing and he kills folks. That's what he does. That's what he do.
0: <laughs> that game did make Jedi and Sith scary.
1: Well, there's actually a miniatures game that before the the one that came out recently back in the 2000s, uh, they released a full on pre-painted plastic minis game that you could buy and play. And it was a lot of fun.
0: I remember that game. I had a bunch of those.
1: Yeah. Now they've got the new Star Wars Legion game that's out, which is also fun, but it's not the same.
0: Yeah. I don't remember what that game was called. I don't remember either,
1: but it was a lot of fun. I They used to play scenarios at the game convention, and I used to play it every now and then. Because I love, I know they're the bad guys, but when it comes to pay, playing a side on a game, the Empire is a lot of fun to play.
0: <laughs> I think it was just called Star Wars Miniatures. It
1: might have just been called Star Wars Miniatures. Yeah, it was
0: a Wizard of the Coast game. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we bought lots of those, and we actually used them in the Star Wars RPG. That's a great way to do it. But God, I remember that game. I had a bunch of those.
1: Oh, it was so much fun, and watching a Jedi chew through an entire company of stormtroopers <laughs> <this> is just <laughs> amusing. Uh, I mean, are we. Used to use the minis when we play... Uh the Star Wars RPG. So we've you uh, know before the Saga Edition came out when they ruined it, you know fourth ed for them. The revised core version, their 3.5 was really solid game.
0: Yeah, it looked. I they went from two thousand four to two thousand ten, mm-hmm.
1: and now they're doing like I said the the Legion game for the minis. But I'm talking about the role playing game, the uh the, the the TTRPG.
0: Yeah the 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 D twenty one was the best one.
1: Yeah, the revised core game was great. Then they came out with quote unquote Saga Edition, which was their fourth ed, and it was bad. It was really bad
0: The D6 game was really
1: good The D6 game back in the day was really good too but the problem with the non D twenty games, at least nowadays in modern times, no one has even remotely heard of games that don't use D twenties.
0: So what's funny was the D six game was used as a resource by a lot of um, um, expanded universe writers because there was just so much in it. Mm-hmm. West End Games made that. Yeah, the first was really good. Yeah, but like I said, uh, I Saga know, like
2: Edition ruined in my head.
0: Saga
1: Edition ruined it because yeah, they Star made... Wars,
0: Star Wars Fourth
1: Edition. They took they they took all the force powers which were their own tree that you had to put skill points into and made a one blanket use the force check yep which at level one with some minor tweaking you could get to over a plus twenty
0: I'm one of those players who likes skills in RPGs mm-hmm. and fourth edition and saga edition really just got just destroyed skills because I I think most of our role most of our gameplay in Star Wars RPG PG was role play and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And Saga just didn't have systems for it.
1: No, it didn't. Much like fourth edition, it was designed to just have combat scenario after combat scenario after combat scenario.
0: And then they introduced skill challenges. And I think they did it for Saga too.
1: They had to, but yeah, it was just, it was so bad. We like we bought the books, we looked at it, we played one game. Oh yeah, we're not playing this. and went back to revised. Yeah, I think we did
0: <laughs> the same thing.
1: <laughs> Which I still, to this day, have not gotten the chance to run it yet, but I have it ready to go. I just need a group of five or six players players that are all interested in being pilots. So the idea is, is you make a level 5 uh your your first 5 levels are ace pilot. Sorry, you're a fu- you're a fifth level character. At least 3 of your levels have to be ace pilot. Welcome to Rogue Squadron.
2: I love that. That's you, awesome. You,
1: you 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 fly an X-wing fighter. <laughs> You also do stuff on the ground. So there's ground missions, there's space missions. I have a whole bunch. It's based on a lot of it is based off of the book series, but I'm one of the few people I know that's actually read the book series. So
0: it's been so long that I don't remember all the details, but I, I do remember playing Star Wars with Erica, and Erica saying something like, Why don't we just pretend? Um, why don't we have some of us pretend to be stormtroopers and someone else pretend to be a prisoner? And someone at the table said something like, I don't think that would work, and Erica just goes, have you seen the movies? <laughs> this is not going to work. Why
1: didn't you say that before? I did say that before. <laughs> Eyes loose! Blast him! <sighs> I mean, Han Solo is the epitome of the bard rolling a nat one, and then just going with it. We're all it's fine insane. here. How, how, how are you?
0: How are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're sending a squad up. negative! Negative! That's... Uh... And that one... (laughs) Shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One addition they made to star wars that i actually like was when they added the room full of imperials to have han run away from oh yeah i find that to be much fun instead
1: of just a dead end yeah yeah oh, yeah
0: Oh the big door Ooh. <laughs> run the other way i
1: i yeah that was that was one of the few changes that i actually enjoy
0: i do laugh i know the job of the hut scene is stupid but i do laugh when han walks over the tail It it just, it's funny. And the little, the little, the bad edit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the bad
1: edit's terrible. Well, the original character was supposed to be just a fat human. Yeah. And they decided, no, we're going to go alien race. <laughs>
0: there was just something about doing these weird, not even CGI. I don't even know. I mean, no, I know it was early CGI. It was 90s. It was just like making Han dodge the blaster. Oh, yeah. Just tilt his a head a little choice. bit.
1: <laughs> I, I, I understand why he did it. I don't think he needed to.
0: I know um, Spielberg recently put the guns back in E.T. Yes.
1: They know the cops are no longer oh. waving flashlights.
0: Yeah, walkie-talkies.
1: the no, walkie-talkies. Yeah, aiming walkie-talkies at kids.
0: <laughs> and it was funny. It was. Um, I, I listened to an interview with Spielberg, and he was like, "I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure why I did it." <laughs> he pre-caved to pressure. That's what it was. What's like, and then you, you, what is it? Goonies starts with a suicide. <laughs> there, that is that is a valid point.
2: <laughs> oh you want to hear something really funny yes always we were watching the new season of loki and the kid that is in goonies is in the new season of loki as a character which kid from
0: um data yeah Brent spiner yeah, um, no the the actor who played data in goonie oh the asian kid i kid. Yeah. uh short round yeah yeah like i'm looking yeah. up the name uh k uh kihui kwan yeah, I know him as Short Round, so...
1: Oh well, yeah,
2: because he was in Indiana Jones, too, I know. Yep. But um, but Dustin randomly walks in while we're sitting here watching Loki, and he goes, is that the kid from Goonies? And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. And he walks out, and Chris looks over at me, and he goes, are you serious?
0: So I was <laughs> like, you didn't know it? It's obvious. Well, there's a whole thing about him coming back to acting because mm-hmm. he saw crazy Rick asians and was like i think it might be time yeah
2: oh i had no idea about that i just he's very recognizable to me so yeah, I was he like,
0: ah. he came back for oh what was the name of that movie um he came back for a small like independent film and then he did everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. um oh, that movie's so good
1: um uh, i i love the behind the scenes footage of him uh, uh linking up with harrison ford who hadn't seen him in years.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. He looks at him. He, he goes, He goes. hi. He steps up behind him. He goes, hi, Indy. And Harrison Ford stops, turns around, looks at him, and goes, short round? Like, yeah. No, it can't be. <laughs> he looks at him and goes, yeah. And then they hug, and it's uh-huh. sweet. It's glorious.
0: Uh, finding Ohana was... Okay. Like his first acting role in a long time. And then he did everything everywhere all at once. Have you guys seen that? Yes, it's a great movie. Oh, it's so well, good.
2: I want, Okay, so here's the story with everything everywhere all at once. I saw the trailer like before it was in theaters and I messaged Marcus and I said, are you guys getting everything everywhere all at once? And his response to me was, no, we are not. That's very weird that you're interested in that movie. And I was like, it looks really good. And he was like, okay, well, I'll let you know when, it, when we get it. And then he never told me, and then it was out of theaters. And now... I just haven't gotten around to watching it and then they got they won all the awards and when i heard they won all the awards i messaged him and i said see i told you it was going to be a good movie and he was like you (laughs) haven't even seen it yet i was like that's not the point the point is i saw a trailer (laughs) i knew it was going to be a good movie and it won all the awards and you thought i was crazy
0: i think it's going to um scratch certain itches you get scratched in movies really well it's yeah I I thought of you immediately. I just kind of assumed you would have seen it. I kind of well, thought you had seen it to.
2: too. <laughs> well, I really wanted to before it came out, but I didn't get a chance to. Not
1: yet. It's it's on. I'm it's sure it's streaming somewhere. I
2: did yeah. see the new the newest Haunted Mansion movie though. Have you guys seen it?
0: Yeah. Nope. Yeah, we watched that the other day. It was very
2: good, very good. I loved it. I thought it was excellent.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it really celebrated the ride well, and it was like good. goofy fantasy. I mean, definitely not a horror movie. It was very adventure. Uh, I got yeah. The help. It
2: could have been a horror movie very easily, but it's a kid
0: Yeah, there was. Some, it reminded me of like the horror episodes on Disney Afternoon, Disney Sunday special, yeah. Disney movie. The mm. yeah, like Mr. Boogity type of thing. Gotcha. But I
2: thought it was a very clever story and all the actors were really good. I mean, when you're coming out with something for a ride, I feel like that should have been the movie they should have made instead of the Eddie Murphy one.
0: I liked the Eddie, I Murphy, I one. Like
2: Eddie Murphy. I I I didn't dislike it. It was a solid movie, but it Oh no, this positive.
0: was better. I just liked the Eddie Murphy one. I've been thinking about that a lot. It's on Disney Plus. I'd like kinda of like to watch that again. Um,
1: I uh, I recently introduced a friend of mine in my WoW guild who uh had never seen it before. We did a watch party and uh, watched Silence of the Lambs. Ooh!
2: Oh wow!
1: He'd he'd never seen it, and oh my god, it's so good!
2: It is. It's a very good movie. I remember I... watching that in the theater when it first came out, and I was way too young at the time. Mm.
0: See, knowing but how really you are, it. knowing how you are with horror, I just assumed you wouldn't have seen it.
1: I didn't watch it for the longest time. I know what happens. I first I read the I read a synopsis of the plot. Yeah, and then I watched a Nostalgia Critic video about it, and I watched like three or four other internet reviewers where they basically talk about all ta- all parts of the movie. And then it's like, well, I've seen all the scenes now. I'll watch the movie.
0: I remember <laughs> I I used to watch Monk, and a friend of mine was like, "That's Buffalo Bill," and I was like, "No shit, yeah, crazy, <laughs> isn't it?" <laughs> Cra- Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> the um, the the main like chief of police on Monk was Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Just so crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, it was great because we finished watching the movie, and he he, he we're we're in Discord. And it was like six of us watching it. And he goes, huh? So I get like a bunch of your jokes now because a bunch of us had been making references for weeks about you know the lotion of the basket and all this stuff and he had no fucking clue where that was from that's funny I'm also actually probably going to be starting another uh, I believe 5th edition campaign online with some of my guild members because they've been one of them has actually been begging me for it for months now, and I'm, I'm—he's wearing me down.
2: <laughs> oh man, Heather sent me the so I text Heather, and she sent me the link to the site where she got your T-shirt, Brian. Yeah, there's some hilarious T-shirts on here.
1: Ooh, uh, what sizes they go up to? Uh, let
2: me see, mm, all the way to five
0: X. Ooh, send me that link, would you please? Feel free to call out the name of it. I, I'm curious what they're called.
2: Um, what the site's called? Yeah, uh, tt9x dot com slash d and d.
1: neat. I'll check that out.
2: Yeah, they got a really funny one on here. It says, "I'm or it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine." And it's a cat sitting on a d twenty. That's a nat one, and it's like got arrows in it and an axe. And it said it's very funny. Uh, that's good. I like that
0: one. You know, I didn't really look at this after she bought that shirt. There's all sorts of crap on here. There, there there's lots of stuff. They have. Mm-hmm. Coffee mugs with character sheets for boyfriend and girlfriend.
1: I've seen some of those. You know, those are good.
2: I like the one about the dungeon master being God, but God could also be bribed,
0: which
1: I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, is
0: true.
1: I do accept Cheetos as bribery.
0: That's one of the big things about tabletop role playing games is we like our merch. People who are into RPGs, mm-hmm. we like our D20. I used to have D20 fuzzy dice hanging in the car.
1: Oh, uh, I
2: D20 earrings. had them for years.
1: Back in anime club, a, a one of the girls was very well endowed and had a T-shirt that said, yes, they're natural. And had two D20s right, right where her boobs were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I had a shirt uh, made um with the door knockers from the labyrinth and it oh. says and of course they're over my boobs and it says it's very rude to stare it's one of my favorite shirts
1: yeah. i saw some lady walking around uh, Gany- uh, the game convention and uh strategic con one time with a t-shirt that said uh what knockers the quote from uh <laughs> the young Frankenstein <laughs> oh funny! Oh, thank you doctor
2: <laughs> i don't know why i love t-shirt or funny t shirts so much but i do like when I don't have to dress professionally, I just wear funny T-shirts. Right,
1: I, my friend, my, an old friend of mine in high school he used to he used to comment whenever I'd wear a shirt with slogan. like, Oh, you're wearing a billboard again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why you gotta I say this- it, it, that. It, it, if anybody told me that, I'd be like, Are you calling me fat?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, he was also doing that, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his his I favorite. This... He, he and I aren't friends okay. anymore. His favorite nickname for me was "fat ass." Oh, so.
2: oh, well, yeah. it doesn't sound like he was ever your friend. What a oh. dick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, comp- long, complicated stories. <laughs>
2: fair enough, fair enough. I did have uh, one of my favorite shirts until uh, Chris actually put it in the dryer. I had this exercise shirt. It was literally like the exercise material. Mm-hmm. And on the front of it was printed a TARDIS, and it said, Run like the doctor told you to.
0: <laughs> you bought me that Great. same shirt.
2: I did. Yeah. Because yeah, it was a good shirt.
1: Yeah. I think one of the, my favorite T-shirts I've ever owned was simply said, I have the body of a god, unfortunately. It's Buddha.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, we're totally off the rails. We went from tabletop to video games to funny shirt. Yeah, well, I,
0: mean, I mean, we were talking about tabletop merch, so it was tangentially related. Oh, I'm just so like. Sp- any episode we are all what well, we had super loopy episode followed by was that last time the super loopy episode
1: the one where you were making
0: all those edits from the future or something i, I still no, don't know what no, was going on no that was that was last time the episode before that was like our when i got back from the con and we were all like looped out of our minds and, oh yeah when, yeah when everything got when everything got
1: fucked up with the recording because you logged in and booted me out <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: But do you know what this means, Brian? The fact that we still have episodes like this where we get on when we're like, I don't you know, sick or loopy or tired or insert, you know, malady here is that we are dedicated to the podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, listeners, you tell us what you think, because I tend to get a little self conscious about it. You know, like I I get all perfectionist about things. And sometimes I just want to come on the show and chat with my other hosts. And, you know, you always seem to like it. So feel free. Let me know in the discord or comment on the show and
1: yeah. Also, um, if you have ideas for topics we can talk about, please. Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> we're um, we'll take all the help we can get at this point. <laughs> we we Why often we often meet all? and I talk about care. topics, and we're all like, "What? <laughs> we 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 do we do gaming again?" <laughs> but I mean, this time I mean, it had been a while um i one of the things i appreciate about tabletop role-playing games is the way that different players and gms deal with the flow of game mm. um people who play tabletop role-playing games can relate to this and everyone here in this room will go oh yeah that happened playing D is often waiting for other people to play their turns so you can play your turn. And there are a few ways to deal with that. It can drag on and be very boring if you're completely checked out when other people are taking their turn. But if you're listening and engaged in what they're doing, it's a whole different thing. Yep. What were you going to say, David? I
1: was going to say I can name them. There's there's different types of people that, that play RPGs. There's the guy who's who's paying rapt attention to what's going on so he can plan his turn out accordingly. There's the guy who wants to do one thing, doesn't really pay that close attention to what's going on, and is upset when their thing doesn't work anymore because stuff has changed. And then there's the guy sitting there playing with his
0: phone when it's not his turn because yep. he doesn't care. <laughs> what's funny is I've been the first two, but not the third one, um, because like all. be paying rapt attention but i'll have a general idea what i want to do and then the person who's right before me will invalidate what i was going to do and i'll go shit (laughs) and i have to come up with something else yeah
2: i always have three different plans i pay really close attention and i look at my character sheet i look at what i have the ability to do and i go plan a plan b and see. And then I just switch to whichever plan will work for what everybody else does.
0: I have to say one of the things that has helped me tremendously, I was not really happy in the game I'm currently in. And I can recommend this advice for anybody who plays role playing game. Get good scrub. I got over myself, called my GM, told him I wasn't having fun. And we talked about it. And I've had fun since. Yeah. And one of the big things I did was I respect my character because that was one of the things that was making it not fun. And my GM was like, sure, go ahead. If you're not having fun with it, change it. And I didn't make a major change. It just changed my subclass.
1: Yeah. Uh, as I, I, I when we were talking about uh, playing and the types of players we are, I can count on two hands, the number of games I've gotten to play in the last year, let alone the number of games I've GM'd. So I'm i I'm pretty much an always GM at this point. I don't have a problem with it. I just, I don't, I don't have to deal with the time in between turns. Cause you know, we're GMing. We're always on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to jam when I ran a game.
1: No, absolutely not. And your game was awesome. And I'm just Thank you. I'm just saying, um um shit, I lost my train of thought. Uh uh I'm jamming all the time shit. Do
2: you know who I have found out well while you're finding your train of thought, David? Mm-hmm. Do you know who is an amazing person to play D and D with that I've recently discovered? Who? Lee. Oh yeah, how's that is, going? He is I know you'd chaos that <laughs> and it is hilarious we were just starting a campaign and you know stuff was happening per usual in a bar um bad decisions were made by some of our our players and instead of joining the fight she stood up her character stood up on a table and yelled bar fight yeah. and all and all of the npc started fighting everybody and we we were able to win because I mean surely surely
1: not everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It, it was, it was, it was
2: very clever, and it was very fun. That's and awesome. then this last time she was like, "Well, why don't we just throw a Molotov cocktail in the window upstairs, and then everybody will come out." I was like, "Wow,
1: I mean, that's two, two things." One. No, second one. Yeah, that'll probably work.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: She's very clever. She's like, we'll just burn it down. It'll it'll solve everything.
0: I one of the one of the um one of the guaranteed ways to get rid of a problem is throw a Molotov cocktail. If you you just create another problem instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or uh, as uh, Bob's say- Burgers has taught me, if you love something. Set it on fire.
2: <laughs> I love Bob's Burgers. Oh, but no, she's she's absolutely a delight to play with because she is off the rails and it keeps everything very, very interesting.
1: Oh That's my God. great. I can only imagine how terrifying that would be to GM for her. <laughs> there's no way you could plan. There's no way you can plan anything. No. You don't know what the fuck is going to happen.
0: Yeah, we... you don't. We recently had a nice moment in a game where um we were in a, we were in the menagerie of the city we were in and a bunch of animals were running amok, including an elephant and giant octopus and I mean, all sorts of animals. And it was, it was what you would expect. People running around going to different animals, but the party had to split because I mean, there were civilians getting hurt. And the paladin went after the elephant by himself and i was like all right pathfinder is a very tactical game and we have not played with very many tactics beforehand i gotta really think about this and i looked at the map and on my turn i said you run up there i think we can bait the um elephant into that pit and the that other players experienced player went yeah I'll do that. That sounds like a great idea. And a couple of new players at the table went, we can do that? I thought those were just pictures on the map. And our game has changed so much since that wow. moment
1: wow okay that's awesome That's yeah awesome. and i feel bad that your other players hadn't realized that. well <laughs> so nobody explained just, it to them that, nobody yeah, said that's one of those things you never yeah. think you have to explain until you realize yeah. that you do it's like oh right yeah you No. also
0: like i didn't grow up with playing on a map i grew up with theater of the minds so i you know creative solutions you have to have them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I love creative solutions. Yeah, That's like when you killed an ogre things.
0: with a when you killed an ogre with a tree. Yeah. Iron Golem. Iron hand. Golem with a tree.
1: tree. Yeah. See, I st- I grew up playing with hand-drawn maps and graph paper maps. So if something was on the map, it was there because it was important.
0: <laughs> the last in-person <laughs> game I played, the person playing a druid was very new and I had my opinion changed because I was very and I. Newbies shouldn't play druids. I, that was my whole thing. I was like, newbies should not play druids. If you want to play a spell, druid pastor, is
1: a very complicated class. Yeah. So. And it's like playing a, it's like a newbie playing a bard. It's like that might not be the best fit.
0: They were having <laughs> a fight with some gnolls. And I like to have the NPCs do things that give the players creative ideas for tactics later. So one of the gnolls went on a table and was using the table as like, higher ground and it's actually factored into
1: pathfinder one so yeah
0: this this was pathfinder two but um yeah anyway um this new player um, says, can I cast wood shape to just clamshell the table on him? <laughs> and I went, yes, yeah, yes you can. <laughs> and I went, okay, you picked the right class. <laughs> that is excellent. I, I that. missed that game. The pandemic killed that game. I That's was unfortunate. I was doing something experimental with that game. Um, I had just finished reading Iron Druid. And um, I um, it was that. I can't think of the author's name. I'll maybe think of um, uh, um, Kevin Hearn um, or something like something that. Something
1: like that. Yeah, something like that.
0: Um, I had just finished reading Iron Druid, so I was having the spirits, the elemental spirits communicate with the Druid sometimes. Kevin Hearn. Kevin Hearn, yeah. Um, and the Druid communicating with, like, the elemental spirits is, like, a big deal in those books, and um, I used that in D&D, and it was great. I mean, it was a great way to give missions, like, adventure hooks, you know, like, an elemental would be like, oh, there is a great disturbance.
1: So I actually had a great idea for an artificer. Um, There was a book series called The Paper Masters, and there were magic based on certain elements. And one of them was having control over paper or one was having control over glass. And having, yeah, very steampunky and very cool. It was a great series. Um, So I had an idea of making a
0: artificer that was
1: a paper master. So all his yeah. constructs were made out of paper.
0: Me, <laughs> I, I, I could totally see that being some kind of origami thing too.
1: Yeah, like, that too. Yeah, if you wanted to go the Asian style, I was going like the 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 British, uh, you know, Victorian era steampunky artificer type. But everything's paper. Yeah, folds a little bird. His message spell gets you know writes a letter on a piece of paper, folds it into a bird. The bird flies off to go find where it needs to go.
0: <laughs> I I just made a note. For something to talk about later. So if you notice that I looked away for a second, but oh no worries. I'm here. Um, the what? Um, have anybody has anybody here played a successful like um Japan style game or ancient China game or you know ninjas and samurai or you know or. The um, closest Gen I've Dynasty ever gotten type stuff. Or... The,
1: the closest I've ever gotten is completing a full five hour game of Shogun. Yeah, we did. That was fun. I love that game, but it was like five hours.
0: We did a little bit of, and I'm using this term because this was the actual name of the book. But we did a little bit of Oriental Adventures back in the day, which oh, was... oh yeah. The old old... first yeah. edition mm-hmm. um, handbook for playing ninjas and stuff. But that was the name of the book. That is not a good name for a book anymore. But that was what the book was.
1: It really wasn't a great name for it back then either. Yeah. (laughs) That that wasn't considered as much of a slur as it is nowadays. So it's amazing how language changes. Well, we got
0: like the Kyra Turbox set for Forgotten Realms too back then. Um, And I bought the books for Legend of the Five Rings, but I never really played any of that. Mm, I played a little bit of the
1: card game. I also played a little bit of the the Warlords card game that came out for a while. That was fun. And the Lord of the Rings card game was great. I still have a whole box full of cards.
0: Now, they finally did release some D&D Magic the Gathering... They did. Um,
1: and that That set was a lot of fun. I had most of the named NPCs and most of the named characters were actual named creatures in the game. Uh, there were the five respective schools of magic all had their champions, and it was great.
0: Um, back in the day, there was a um, Diablo um, AD&D um, book. There was. Yeah, and that would be Diablo 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ninety two, I think that came out. Yeah, or,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, third edition didn't come out until like ninety eight. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then when I really started, I mean, I I played a bit of third ed, but when I really got into picked up the new the next set of games after AD and D, it was three five. So.
0: Yeah, me too. We we started third ed, and then we did have a lot of problems with it. And then three five came out, and we were like, this yeah, is better. And well, then when fourth edition came out, we were we were were. were really considering just quitting playing role-playing games and then Pathfinder came out.
1: Well, my uncle bought my uncle uh had the ad and d stuff and bought the third ed player's handbook and read through it and was like we're just gonna keep playing ad <laughs> yeah
0: we just kept playing 3.5 and
1: yeah that's what we did and then the uh, yeah we fourth ed came out we played fourth ed for like two weeks said no screw this and went back to playing
0: three five <laughs> and then pathfinder came out and yay. yeah yeah I, I think
2: that was everybody's consensus sure.
0: you know what one of the best things about gming pathfinder society adventures for so long but if i run a tabletop game i can walk through people i can have use the Stuff from any of those Pathfinder adventures that I ran three hundred times, and never have to look at a book.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I have the only the only times I really have to have the books, or if someone comes at me with an ability or something they can do that I've never heard of. Yeah, what book is that in? And please show it to me because it in Pathfinder Society they have to have a copy of the book and able to use power from it. Yeah, so that's why we say, "What book is that from?" And show it to me, please, because I don't know what that is.
0: I've used tons of the stuff. I ran in Pathfinder Society at home game. Yeah. Now, um, I think the biggest one was an adventure that everybody hated. I've had players love it. Um, it was um, it was a free RPG adventure, and it was like there was a succubus in it pretending to be um, Serenray. It was like interesting under the Scarlet Guard or under the Scarlet Sonar or something like that. Oh,
1: okay, interesting.
0: It was a brutal, brutal, brutal player-killing module that wasn't very suited for organized play, but was very, very good for well, a home like, game.
1: That's like the one where you have to go rescue the countess. That game is yeah. so fucked up. Because there's, like, no encounters at all until the final boss fight. The final boss fight is, like, CR 11. <laughs> like, no, no, fuck you.
0: <laughs> I I remember Erica and I played the one where you find out that she's missing. And um, there's that cipher in it. And I was like, you got this? And walked outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the one after that is when we have to go rescue her. And you end up in hell. And that dog is fucking mean.
0: My current GM tried to do a Cypher code once and just, and the entire table shut down and he another one.
1: <laughs> See what I do is I, as I buy a newspaper, I go to the, to the, uh, the, the puzzle section. I look at the jumble and I just use those.
0: Yeah. I, you know what I do most is, of the time, they're still hard enough. Most, uh, most of the time I have at least one person at the table who says, I really hate puzzles. And I go, yeah, sure. I hate them too. But, what I'll do is I'll put a, like a pit, and then in front of the pit will be a whole bunch of tiles with numbers on it, and the other side of the pit is a whole bunch of tiles with numbers on it, and if they ask questions, I'll make up bullshit, and they'll they'll agonize over it, and then they'll go, fuck it, I'll just go to the other side, and I'll go, nothing happens. <laughs> I do that all the time. I, I love uh, red herring puzzles.
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is not even the puzzles. They go up to the door. I can check it for traps. I rolled a thirty-six. Okay, you don't detect any traps. Yeah, and I've no, got. That's
2: all the scariest thing: is everything seems fine. You hmm. don't. Find any traps. You oh. think they're telling the truth?
1: I think one of my favorite things to do when I'm GM is just like, all right, and um, yeah, go ahead and roll me a perception check or like a 22. Okay, cool. Continue.
0: <laughs> go ahead and roll me a sep- perception check. Oh, um, I rolled a 29. Yeah, okay. okay. You feel a click and hear the sound of a click. <laughs> no plans. Yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> nothing.
1: There's one time this guy was That's like, he I, I, walked in a room and was like, I roll perception to search the room room. Like, I haven't even described it yet. It was, uh, fine, what'd you get? 29, there's a duck in the corner.
0: What? <laughs> 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 I love, I always try when I have monsters in a game to describe something unusual about one of them and the players always latch onto it. Oh yeah. Like, if there's goblins, one of the goblins is gonna have a live chicken on his head.
1: I remember or. you did that in the in the game, that the first game you GMed for me. We oh, were yeah. in charge, for captives. One of them had a fucking chicken on his head that got eaten eaten very quickly. Oh, I've
0: used that so much. I've used a live chicken. I've done... Fucking goblins if that, they, if they that encounter...
1: scenario is the reason why my paladin hated goblin
0: if they encounter stuff near the ocean i always have someone wearing like giant crab armor or something um if it's just i mean it could be like you meet you you go to gather information and it's like you meet a bunch of people that are answering your questions about it and then there's one old lady who has a glass eye and there's a there's there's an image of a spider on that glass eye, and then they're just obsessed with that lady
1: for the rest of the game. So story time. Uh your ice for captives is where I made my dash one character, my my dwarven paladin Eric. Yeah. Um so by level five, I did uh I, I did uh the the campaign where you go into the underground in Absalom to uh fight the goblins. And uh Eric had a racial hatred of goblins specifically from his encounters with them earlier <laughs> in his life and uh so when we first met the alchemist there's supposed to be like a you're supposed to talk to him or something first i said no i just charged his ass <laughs> so that's great that's when i got hit by an alchemist fire that did like 30 points of damage and ignited the five other alchemist fires on the bandolier across his chest uh... which is why half his beard burned off and he was then forever known as eric the half beard because <laughs> only half of his beard would grow because the other half had been burned away
0: <laughs> i i think i learned more running that Do you know that frost for Captors was a first pathfinder society adventure i ever ran it the one i ran for you though wasn't that one i don't think
1: no it wasn't that game it was ice for captives i don't think it was that i've well, run one, that but... a few
0: times but yeah. yeah i don't know if you played that the first one i ever ran unless i don't think so i don't think it was the first that one you, ran. you were already a, you were already a lieutenant so yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't the first. the The first time I ran it, a freaking paladin did a, a barbarian did a Kool Aid man through the wall.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I uh, I I went through the roof. I didn't go through the wall.
0: When I, because I was a dwarven
1: paladin in full plate, and I didn't know like crunching through the but ceiling. When I
0: say <laughs> the barbarian did a Kool Aid man, he was a freaking drunken barbarian. Um, it was like an archetype or something. The drunken yeah. barbarian, and he freaking. There was a barrel of mead, oh, and God. he freaking dove into it to drink. And then, freaking without taking the barrel walk, Kool Aid man threw a wall. Oh, yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my pal was like, Oh, let's get over to, let's go sneak across the roof. Step, 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 crunch <laughs> right through the room.
2: <laughs> I was telling Amelia the other day because she was telling me about her Pathfinder game and the cool stuff they were doing. I was like, Have you looked at playing an Oracle? And she goes, No. And I'm like, you really should. I was like, I played an oracle once and it was at a con. Well, I mean, my oracle was higher level, but I played it at the con where we were like fighting a massive amount of like flying demons or something. And I had like a dominate person or dominate mind or whatever. And then I also had my spell bouncing. So it would just like bounce from each one. And they had like magic resistance, but they didn't have resistance to each other's claws. So I just made them kill each other. And, and, that's how our how party won. That's how you do it. And she was she was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, eh, a lot of people think an Oracle's a, kind of a weak play, but uh if you do it right, oh I that was fun.
0: There were so many funny things in Pathfinder First Edition, but it has such a reputation for being such a broken game and for make players can power game so it's, well.
1: Yeah, it's not that it's broken, it's that it's uh it's got it suffered heavily
0: from book bloat. There and... was a guy at cons at strategic cons specific and i'm not going to name him but i um he was he literally wrote a guide that he distributed in the community on how to make the best grappler possible and at one of the special multi-table events, he grappled their carnivorous <laughs> ooze and died. I, I remember that. <laughs> but um, he he sent me the guide, and it was what I used to make my grappler. And I have to say, one of the I I don't the only regret I have of playing that grappler is I couldn't play it at every table because grappling wasn't consistent in first edition because so many people didn't really understand it and interpreted it differently. Yeah, the rules were not very clearly written. But there was one particular GM I played with who was like, Yep, yep, you win because that's how grappling works in first edition. Guess the monsters just fucked you win again yeah of course you hang from the chain by one hand and pull the monster off the side of the cliff by the other hand you're not spotlighting though all the other players have shit to do but you're not having any problems because you're a grappler Every single turn.
1: You know, Brian, I think he might've been being sarcastic.
0: It enhanced my fun. I think
1: (laughs) (laughs) you are just the right brand of crazy. Uh, my, my favorite, uh, First edition story is that I was playing a different paladin in an Iron Gods campaign, and she had a 24 charisma at that point, Asimir, but she was so dumb. She didn't know that she wasn't human. She had an eight int and a seven, uh, an eight int and a, and a nine wisdom.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Oh, she was dumb. She was dumb as a box of hammers, but it was glorious. So we are outside of a castle that is under siege and we have to go inside to do some stuff. And she goes, Okay. And walks up to the front gate goes, Hi, uh, can you let us in? And they went, Yeah, okay. And open the gate and let us in.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's glorious. It was did to be you this finish Iron Guards
0: combat? Yeah, we did. It was great. Iron Guards is an interesting.
1: Yeah, she ended up yeah. having a chainsaw at that one point.
0: Yeah. Iron Gods is like Ooh, a crash, no, 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 no. crash spaceships in Fantasy World. Yep. Yeah. With,
1: uh, you can get a railgun and chainsaws and lasers and all kinds of fun stuff. Wow.
0: Speaking of sci-fi fantasy, Starfinder is the um, Paizo Pathfinder sci-fi. It's basically Pathfinder in space. And it's getting a second edition that's backward compatible with Pathfinder second edition coming out soon. Yeah,
1: see, I don't like second edition, so I don't think I'm going to like Starf- the new Starfinder.
0: I I really do. But I, I what's funny, though, is I still like first edition. I, I just... love first edition i appreciate the balanced gameplay i appreciate not having every I, I i appreciate not having like being able to win with a character build i like the whole teamwork thing yeah, okay
1: i mean the reason why i still play pathfinder first edition with the guys on saturday is because they're power gamers and love playing the game yeah. that way
0: most every
1: other game i play is pretty much fifth ed because no one else likes playing that way so oh, my first ed my first ed Juices is to the my Saturday game because like I said, they're power gamers.
0: There is only one way to power game Pathfinder second edition is to really work together and like fine-tune your teamwork behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when you do this and I'll do this and you do this and I'll do this. And if that doesn't work, you do this and I do this. If you do that, it's like power gaming in first edition. They changed it to be mostly teamwork because the only way to get an advantage is teamwork because everything is so finely tuned and balanced. Mm. But I I Mm, have talked to some developers that think it's a little bit too finely tuned, just a tiny bit. Three it.
1: yeah. I just I don't. There's enough about it that I'm not a fan of to where I don't really want to play it. So I think that's time um, for only kind of sort of having a topic. We uh, we did pretty well, I
0: think. Yeah, we we stepped tabletop RPGs a bit, um, folks. Um, if you um, you know you you want to chat about tabletop RPGs, you can do so on our Discord. Um, oh uh that's only patrons i guess well we have the facebook page and we have the comments on our different yeah. podcast platforms feel, feel free to do that
1: we're trying to work out how to do the discord for everybody not just our patrons. yeah it's, we've, it's we've, coming we're just not there maybe yet we
0: have some patron only channels or something
1: yeah if, it's if anybody, coming we're just not there if anybody yet. who's
0: a patron has some ideas feel free to share that and we'll um but you know the reason why we have so much talks with our patrons is because the community is pretty awesome. So if you want to join in on that, feel mm-hmm. free. Um, Dollar patron, will get you Discord access, and and then video is five. It's also a direct oh, pipeline to talk. It's
1: a direct pipeline to talking with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always go to one of our email addresses <laughs> or or Facebook. I'm Brian. Um, nerd. Uh, brian. Um, nerd. Podcast radio at gmail Yeah.
1: Yeah, everyone actually knows my name. They can find me. It's not hard. We use it on the show. You, Mr. Yeah. I've Got a Nickname. Yeah. Mr. I've Got a Nickname, and yeah. you don't.
0: Yeah. Well, you have a nickname. It's P- Pawan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listeners, awesome. I will give you a virtual cookie if you if you can name that reference from a past episode. Stay nerdy. Oh, I'm Super Big Brian, joined by David Theobald III, Cressy Smurfarka. Stay nerdy, stay informed, stay awesome. Stay hey,
2: awesome. Yay. Yeah.
0: They, stay, oh, David's flipping me off. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> we're, we're,
2: we're